All right, let's check in with Vaughn Palmer now on this Monday morning. Vancouver Sun columnist joins us. Good morning, Vaughn. Hey, good morning, Simi. I wanted to talk a little bit this morning about Ed Conroy. I was reading about him over the weekend. He passed away at the age of 73, but what a life. Yeah, an amazing guy. So he was an NDP MLA through the 1990s, and he's a cabinet minister as well. Uh, People know the name Conroy now because his wife, uh, Katrina Conroy, is... MLA for the same riding, Rosslyn Trail in the interior, and she's in cabinet. But, uh, you know, Ed's been gone from the legislature for 20 years, but man, oh man, you you want tough? Yeah, I give you Ed Conroy. So the first time he was elected to the legislature in 1991 as a new Democrat, he'd already had a serious health battle. He'd lost a kidney to cancer. Um, the second time he runs in 1996... So he'd already had a liver transplant at that point, and it went badly. And he campaigned for the legislature, traveling around his riding in his car with an intravenous drip. He had it hooked up on the coat uh, rack in his car. He was reelected. Because the first liver transplant went badly, he had a second one in 1997, and there were serious complications. My... Vivid memory of Ed Conroy from those days. He's in cabinet. They're having a key vote in the House. This is in late 2000, uh, NDP government. He shows up at the door of the legislature in a wheelchair. He'd been in hospital the previous day fighting a severe infection, severe pain. Um, But the government needed the vote, (laughs) so he showed up and he voted. Government survived. So he runs for re-election in the spring of 2001. He had spent three of the previous six months in hospital fighting an infection. He lost 50 pounds. And his punchline during that campaign was, you know, I almost wouldn't know how to fight a campaign unless I had some sort of affliction. (laughs) He didn't make it that time, neither did any of the other New Democrats. It wasn't personal, right? As you know, that that election in 01, they lost all their seats or all but two. All but two, yeah. Uh, And he did retire from politics after that. But, um, you know, goes on for another 20 years. uh, Cause of death on the weekend, listed natural causes. Uh, Katrina took over the seat in 2005. Uh, What do we see in the uh, little note that the New Democrats sent out? Survivors include four children, nine grandchildren. Um, He, uh, when he retired from the legislature, he and his wife uh, ran a ranch up in that part of the province, um, raised prize-winning polled Hereford cattle. So quite a life, quite a life, but I say, you know, Seriously, you want tough? Look up the word in the dictionary. You're going to see Ed Conroy's no picture. No kidding. That, those descriptions, that is amazing. Uh, talk about some other news this morning as well. We've got the media briefing coming up today. It's been a couple of days, I guess, to get our numbers. Yeah, and we get numbers for three days now. They don't do it every day anymore. And I expect there'll be questions today about um, what, uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry and Adrian Dix think of the um, decision by the airlines to get rid oh, of the middle yeah. seats and start. Now, I, you know, she's she's been asked questions like that before, and her answer is, look, she doesn't regulate airlines, um, and neither does the province. It's a federal decision. 
But um, I see on the weekend, uh, you know, you get you get your email from people. They know that you ask questions at these things. So people say, I hope you're going to ask her about this, what she thinks of this, because they don't think much of it, I can tell you. And I assume we'll have another uh, expression of sadness and regret about what's going on with our friends south of the border. It is really disturbing down there. Uh, it is. I agree with you on the airline situation, though, because I've had a bunch of emails about this over the weekend as well. People are yeah. kind of outraged that yeah. the airlines are just, first they wouldn't offer refunds, and now they're going to go back to selling every seat. Yep. And, uh, you know, uh, you and I talked about it last week. Uh what was the NHL thinking? I see yeah. they've still got Los Angeles on the list. Uh, Los Angeles Times today reporting Los Angeles County has had its second worst day ever with COVID-19. And the governor has ordered that county, along with several others in California, to close uh, bars and nightclubs again. Um, and, of course, that problem is you know, all over the states. But, uh, you know, NHL didn't think Vancouver was a great place uh, to send the teams in spite of our great record. Um, but Los Angeles, they still belong on the list, along with what, Las Vegas and uh, Chicago. That, I know it's crazy because, and really, I think we talked about this late last week too, is that this really is, looks better for us than it does for them. It does. And, you know, there's a good piece in um, one of the papers I read this morning too about the, there's a legal liability issue mm-hmm. with professional sports teams putting their players at risk, at a known risk, right? So it's not just to worry about whether or not the players are being careful because we have examples where they weren't. But you sort of wonder about the legal liability, too, for these professional sports leagues because, yes, they're young, healthy people, but, and I heard you reporting this this morning, Simi, and you've seen the stories, for some people, the damage from this virus is permanent. Now, that's not true of everybody, and it is true that, you know, old guys like me are in the highest risk group, but some young people get this, and they don't get over it easily. I know they could have lifetime like respiratory issues. I read one story where they could be at higher risk of getting diabetes as a result. So yeah, we don't know enough right yeah. now. Uh, one more note about the tourism issue as well. I know that some First Nations communities are not happy. Yes, they're not happy. And there's a good briefing on Friday from the uh, from Dr. Bonnie Henry and uh, Dr. Shannon McDonald, who's the uh, acting head of the First Nations Health Authority. And they pointed out that First Nations have done uh, the, the, that the outbreak has been well managed with First Nations community. The level of infection is low, 87 cases, four deaths. So uh, it's serious, but it, the rate is low. But they also said that that emphasizes how well the isolation of First Nations community has worked. And so the provincial government is negotiating with some First Nations that want to maintain their isolation in the face of tourism. It's an issue where there's a First Nations reserve or First Nations land adjacent to a tourist community. West Coast of Mm -hmm. Vancouver Island is a good example. The new channel there are concerned. So what the province is trying to do is negotiate protocols with these communities. They're not going to impose tourists on them, obviously, but they do want to make sure that the two, as I say, where the two communities are side by side and the tourist community wants the tourists and the First Nation doesn't, to try to get an understanding that will keep First Nations people safe, but also open up the community to tourism. Right. We'll be hearing more about that. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.